You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Did they do Deflator Mouse? No, it was the. Uh, it's my favorite superhero, by the way. <laughs> yes, from the Tick. From the yeah. Um, <laughs> is the guy from uh, from the Dark Knight it's movies? Putty. Oh no, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Mayor. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, Mayor Mayor I Mayor Eyeshadow. That's right. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh, who I totally forgot dies. Doesn't survive that third Batman he does movie. Does not. No one survived. But the audience of, didn't survive yeah. that third Batman. movie. What about movie? the child with the the, the lovely voice? What a lovely singing voice. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Mad Max. <laughs> he didn't survive either, did he? God, no, he didn't. But man, Mad Max is fucking doing so good. I am so happy to see it being recognized. But yeah. you know, it's the foreign press, like but the Golden Globes. Still, man, yeah, still, it's nice to see that movie get recognized because it deserves it. But I almost feel like it's a it's a middle finger to the Oscars because because don't get excited. Like it, it will not be nominated. I'm not, no, for I'm any not excited. Oscar. I didn't think this movie was going to get that kind of recognition, even from the Hollywood foreign press. And I kind of think because I, I feel like Hollywood foreign press is like the Canada to well, yeah. To the Screen Actors Guild Oscars, um, in the sense that you know, no. oh, we're going to do what you can't do. Like they're all constantly trying to impress because they have an inferiority complex. Yeah. Apologies to our Canadian listeners. This is just what I've been told by actual Canadians. This is not my. It's opinion. all good, buddy. Say, <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy. I'm not your buddy, pal. <laughs> I'll tell you what. This is a boot. It's about democracy. <laughs> Could you tell me again what this is all about? <laughs> it's about diplomacy. It's about recognizing. What, you guys, what are you laughing at? You guys are dicks. <laughs> uh, uh, this week on the editing, South Park, the movie. Bigger, longer, and uncut. Uh, Love so, that title. So uh, we are not too far away from... Uh, <sighs> From the force, uh, finally awakening. Days away, one might say. I read a nice little article online today saying that this is actually the best day to be a Star Wars fan. This Monday, December 14th, time stamping it, um, because by tomorrow... Uh, you know, the, I guess the big premiere is happening tonight, so people are going to start slowly start to see it. You'll start to see reviews trickle online by yeah. Wednesday. The uh, embargo will be lifted. You'll see all of the official reviewers' reviews online, uh-huh. and by then we're going to know eh, there's probably going to have some weaknesses. It's pro- there's no way it can live up to expectations. I, well, I, you know, I, what kind of expectations do you have? I well, really don't. I can't. I can't say that I have too high of expectations. I, I, I just want there. I want it to be a fun. And I want it to be a fun movie, and I want it, and we'll talk more about this here in just a second. Yes. But I want it to touch back on the fairy tale aspect of what the original Star Wars movies had. I think it's going to be so far outside of what people are expecting, even after seeing all of the you know the footage and the shots. You know, there's like a hundred or so shots that have been released between the trailers and the commercials. Oh my God, are they going to have a commercial for every day? Yeah, because that's so. all like five days away. I think know, so. Star Wars, yeah. and there's probably a four day one coming today. Uh-huh. Um, but all that to say. I, I, people have expectations. Uh, they're not going to be met, and I think what's going to happen is we're going to immediately want to see episode eight. Like uh. every, there's going to be a kind of a, a BC and uh, AC DC, DC sort of thing going on. That's right. Who made who? <laughs> where, where those who have seen Star Wars after this Thursday uh, are already just going to be talking about like. Episode eight, and now yeah. we got to wait what two years for that? I guess so. Um, but th- aren't they going to be filling in the, the that time with these the standalone? Sure, forts? with the anthology. But this being uh, the first of a of a trilogy, there's going to be through lines and and characters that are you know, obviously they're setting up 
uh, Finn and Ray and <laughs> what the hell happened to poor poor Oscar? I was gonna say Wild. What's his name? Poe Dameron. Yeah. He plays Poe Dameron. Oscar, Oscar Isaacs. Isaacs. I feel like he's getting the short end of the stick here. I don't think so. I think he's going to actually be a lot more significant of a character well, than we think. Tell that to the billboards and the commercials and the late night shows because he is not showing up at all. I mean, and this isn't like a Luke Skywalker thing where it's like, where is he? People are like, who? Yeah. <laughs> he's in this. Remember a year ago when they announced, uh, you know, filming? And, and oh, here's like, the oh my cast. God, that, that guy from Sucker Punch is yeah. going to be. <laughs> and it's like starring her and the black guy and the guy that you know from Ex Machina. Like, I'm, you know, I'm distilling it uh -huh. down. And now it's like you don't see him in commercials at all. No. He's barely in the trailer, and he looks like he's getting tortured. I think I'm I think it's sure I think I think it's deliberate. I think it's deliberate. Yeah. I think he's going to be a bigger character than than you think. I think so too. And uh, I'm I'm still holding out that Luke isn't just going to be in the last two scenes, but prepared for disappointment. Yeah, Joe. yeah. I, I <laughs> my prediction is Luke is going to be Spirit Luke. Oh, you think he's already dead? I think he's already dead. Oh, I think he's already dead. And that he will be showing up just as a spirit. Like, finally, whoever we find out, who I'm assuming it's going to be Finn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, that's what's going to happen. Hmm. Uh, and I'll be okay with that. Wait, but if he isn't, wait a I'll be fine with that, too. That can't. We've, we've already seen his hands touching R2, caressing him Are we gently. sure that was his, his hands? Uh, it's, a, it's a fake hand. So, because he's the prosthetic. only one that's had a prosthetic <laughs> hand in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, no kidding. We'll we'll touch on that here. No pun intended. Yeah. Uh, all right. So this is the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're bad movies. Sometimes they're actually pretty good. No matter what the case, we will watch a movie every week and then come back here and discuss it with you, our lovely editing bay listeners. Now, this week, uh, you you were given a little bit of a surprise for your Monday, uh, because. Uh, today, December fourteenth, mm -hmm. uh, we also have the uh, the, the 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 grumpy yeah. old old fans. I almost called it the grumpy gamers. That's like another YouTube channel. <laughs> uh, grumpy old fans. We got together and did a live riff on Rabble TV uh, about the Phantom Menace, and that went up on the Editing Bay channel today. Nice. So if you want, you could throw in your copy of the Phantom Menace and sync it up with that podcast. And listen to us talk about it, the in, the entirety of the film. Uh, and it's actually some fun stuff. We've got Devin Pike, who was on our uh, Flash Gordon episode. Mm -hmm. Mark Walters from BigFanboy.com. Uh, we also had Bill Graham with us. April, who was on our 16 Going on 30 or 13 Going on 30 episode. <laughs> I, I can't remember the title of that movie. 16 Going on 17. But we we all sat around. We, we came over here to Next Wave HQ. And, uh, and, and Jeff, Jeff produced the whole thing, put it all together, uh, and masterfully so, I should say. Nice. And uh, and yeah, we, uh, we we had ourselves a good old time. So I, we've got that, and now we are continuing mm -hmm. uh, by wrapping up our talk of the Star Wars prequels, uh, talking about Revenge of the Sith. That's right. It's been a long time coming. We started this back in, what, April or so? I guess yeah. it was around May the 4th, wasn't it? Yeah. And then uh, we talked about episode one, Phantom, Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace, and then uh, Attack of the Clones we talked about after Christopher Lee passed away. That's right, a couple of months later. And uh, been waiting to do this one. And uh, figured what better week to do it than th this is officially Star Wars week that we're in right That's now. That's right. Uh, and uh, gosh, even if this movie, I'm talking about Force Awakens now, uh -huh. is does not e meet expectations, I can't imagine it's any worse than any of the prequels and even this one. <laughs> this one is regarded as, I, I, I during my research, noticed as the best of the prequels. It's the best of the prequels, which isn't saying much. It's no. kind of like saying, like, you know, uh, well, skin cancer is the best of the cancers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it still sucks, but I guess it's better than having, like, lung cancer or liver cancer. Colon cancer. Colon cancer. Yeah, I'll take a... 
I'll take a mole on my skin instead. Like that's, that's right. fine, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, no, that's that's kind of the. It, it's a very popular opinion. Do you agree is, with that as well? I do. I absolutely agree that this is the best of the three. And, and and I see why people are making that case because you don't have the horrible little kid from Phantom Menace doing it. You know what? Are you an angel? You, really, you don't really have Jar Jar. No fucking Jar Jar. But one uh, shot of Jar Jar. On top of that, Joel, mm-hmm. this movie actually has like some through lines. Like it has a pl- like a. Very loose, but it has a plot that we follow. There's a central conflict in this movie. Agreed. And uh, there, there actually is a protagonist in this film, <laughs> uh, as as horribly uh, as as horribly represented as he is. We still have a protagonist in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's on that hero's journey. He's got to make a choice. Turns out, doesn't make the right one. Well, it depends did. on who you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and so, I guess I will give you that. Uh, as far as it being a, a complete film uh, and and having some some highlights and lowlights, uh, it certainly is above average compared to the other two movies. But I would almost argue m- the most disappointing of the prequels. Really, I, I was the most disappointed you, with this movie. Did you like the second one the most of the three? Because uh, there's no man. way you liked the Ooh, first one more. It's a strong word. No, no. Really, the only thing the first one has going for it is that pod race and yeah. and, and the Qui Gon character. Man, Liam Neeson is the best thing of that first uh-huh. one. Um, the second one is th- the love story. We've talked about that. It's awful. It's, it's so bad. Cringe worthy, and and no less so in this film. No, uh, although relegated to just a couple of few scenes. But those scenes are horrid. Of course, they're yeah. horrid. They're the like, worst things about. They're, they're horribly written, and they're they're like direct. I I almost said performed because they are performed horribly. But I have to throw that on Lucas. Like when you watch. Uh, Natalie Portman and Hayden Christensen together, mm. and they're having their scenes, and she's like, she has the scene where she says, "Hold me like you did on Naboo," and yeah. like it feels like I'm watching high school theater. Yeah, yeah, it's so bad. It's that bad. And the soap opera writing does not help either with that dialogue. Uh, oh, when when Obi Wan goes to see Padme, yeah. and he tells her about the younglings, like okay. killed the younglings, and I mean, it looks like a the, telenovela where he, he puts his hand to his mouth and his mouth, and he's like. <laughs> I've got some bad news here, yes. uh, Joe. Everybody, the younglings. Everybody is on autopilot in this movie. They can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. You can see it in their eyes. I think. Um, I think Natalie Portman was like on something, like on pills, because uh-huh. she has never smiled wider in any other movie. Yeah. She's yeah. way too happy to be doing these scenes, uh, except for the fact that this is probably the last time she ever had to see any of these people. And uh, maybe have a little something, something in her coffee. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what I would have done. Oh, yes. Uh, so, like, right off the bat, this movie, we get the opening crawl, like right. we do in every Star Wars movie. War. What Ex- is it good for? Exclamation mark. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what it should have been. Should've, you cannot start your opening crawl with war, exclamation point, and not follow it up with what is it good for. Yep. Absolutely nothing. Say it again. I said war. <laughs> Good God, Joe. Uh, no, the opening crawl, he tried so hard because he got a lot of shit with the opening crawls of the first two. Yes. Where it's like, this is so boring. This is so uninteresting. What do you- Galactic Empire trade route disagreements. And and the whole the, the first the first thirty minutes of this movie screams of George Lucas overcompensating for the last two. Apparently that whole first act uh, was supposed to be like an hour long. <laughs> the original cut was an hour long. There was more. That first opening battle should have been an hour long, apparently. And I have I have so many problems with it. It one it is a beautiful way to start the movie. It's mm-hmm, it's gorgeous mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. way it starts. Uh, that we get that crawl and then it, it scrolls down and we see just that ship over Coruscant. And then, like, we have a couple of fighters that come in, and they mm-hmm. they skim the top of it, and then go over the bow, and then boom, huge battle. 
bullshit though like there's no way that battle because we already see like the surface of the planet we see a lot of area as the ship is flying by and then the 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 fighters come over and they go under and suddenly like the entire skyline is covered with like battle and ships we would have seen some of that shit even if not the ships themselves you would see some errant laser beams like flying off into the distance because they're not all direct hits yeah Uh, so yeah there's some liberties taken there (laughs) uh but it, it looked nice i i would say that of the three films, this is the best looking. They'd really hit their stride with yeah. the effects. Yeah. Uh, they're they're much more seamless here, especially when it gets to um, adding dead characters' heads uh-huh. on on stunt b- bodies' faces <laughs> or, or bodies. Yes. Um, as poor uh, Christopher Lee, uh-huh. uh, posthumously as Count Dooku is jumping around. Uh, didn't look so good in the last movie. They kind of worked out the kinks here. Yeah. I think Yoda looks better in this one. Well, did they work out the kinks? Because the Christopher Lee stuff looked okay. But there's scenes with uh, the guy who played Jango Fett, yep. who's like all of the clones. Right. And like there are so many scenes where they like inserted his head on like CG bodies. Yes. And it looks horrible. Yeah, they really they made a big deal. Like it was almost a pride point. We built no this was like in the the advertising not advertising, but it was well known that in, in the trades. We didn't exactly. We didn't build any actual stormtrooper outfits for this. Everything you every time you see a stormtrooper on set or on screen, and this was the same way for the last one, it's completely 100% CG. Uh-huh. To which I'm saying yeah, build a couple. Yeah. Build a couple that two. you can put the actor in when, for when, those close-ups. When Ayla Secura is getting shot by a bunch of uh, troopers and stuff, yeah. maybe it would have helped her performance, which is horrible. Uh, for even just the half a second she's on screen, maybe it would have helped if maybe there were a couple guys, like physical guys, right there next to her. Joe, have you been watching the Netflix series with uh, Aziz Ansari, Master of None? No. It, it's pretty good. Uh, it's a little over the map. We're only about halfway through it, but I like what I've seen so far. Only about five episodes in. But um, in the fourth episode... Uh, it, it's 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 kind of like one of these Seinfeld shows where he's almost kind of playing himself, but a different, uh-huh. uh, yeah, uh, you know, another another character, but he's also an actor, and uh, he gets cast in this movie, and they're shooting everything on green screen, like Curb Your Enthusiasm, like <laughs> very Larry, much Larry like that. David. It's a you know exactly. That's that's him, but it's a different version of who he is. So there's a through line that he's gotten this big gig, and it's a big Hollywood movie, and uh, he he's gets paired up next to a big big name Hollywood actor, and they're doing some green screen acting, <laughs> and uh, it's it's everything that SNL makes fun of as far as and the director is so nonchalant, he's not even saying action, uh-huh. and they're like Aziz is like, oh, was, was that good? Was that good? He's like. You know, good's not really what we're going for here. It's like ninety nine percent of this is going to be replaced anyway. Yeah, we don't even really need to do this. So, you know, should I say a line or something? Sure, <laughs> <laughs> but just kind of poking fun at. I, I th- I'm, uh, it seems luckily that the pun- pendulum is swinging the other way. Obviously, J.J. Abrams has opted to oh, use yeah. practical effects in a lot of this, only relying on uh, uh, CG to, to to touch stuff up or when he needs to. Uh-huh. Um, can't, can't really have a spaceship flying through other ships <laughs> practically. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah. And you can't have actors act against nothing. Very few people. Yes. If anybody can do it well, I think Oon McGregor is the most successful at doing it. And uh-huh. even he gets that uh, Polar Express dead eye look yeah. uh, every now and then. It's tough when you've really got nothing to focus on mm-hmm. or react. Because they say, like the acting, and I've said this a million times, acting is, they say, 90% reacting. Yeah. You can't react to nothing. You know, dr- per- Pretend that uh, that he just said something that's going to take you off guard. Pretend that he said he's going to kill you. Now, what would your response be? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, okay, so we in the opening scroll, we get the the whole thing about Count Dooku that like mm-hmm. you know that that the the Republic forces have been uh, dwindling because of Count Dooku's attacks, and now that there's this General Grievous, Ugh. maybe like. 
we could have started building the whole thing with, and I know we did some of that with Christopher Lee's character in the second movie, but not really a lot. But maybe we could have introduced this General Grievous character in episode two as well. Maybe we could have had some characters, like some significant characters who played much more uh, prime roles in these movies and carried through throughout to the end, you know, like a central villain that we could focus on for the entirety of the series. And that could have been like the 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 trick you know the oh oh we've misdirected you you know this is the villain that you focused on for three movies yeah but it's this guy and old fans would know like oh senator palpatine is obviously the emperor we already knew and and that's part of my problem mm-hmm. with all of these movies it feels like george lucas was treating senator palpatine the entire time like Ooh, you know, people people are going to be surprised when this twist happens <laughs> no we know the twist we know we know that this happens maybe we could have played it a lot more obvious with Palpatine being the emperor, you know, ended up ending up being a Sith Lord mm-hmm. instead of drawing it out as long as we did. And even when we get to this last movie, we draw it out. He, <laughs> I mean, we get to the point where he even just straight up tells he Anakin fucking has he's to because a Sith Lord. Anakin is so dumb he's not piecing this stuff together. You <laughs> yes. almost, almost feel like he's like he's trying to slowly lure him along and then you're, you're not getting <laughs> You're not getting the point. understand. I am I'm, a Sith Lord <laughs> and I could do... What are you saying, Master? If, if there was this power, could I learn it? Yeah, yeah. Not from a Jedi. (laughs) Maybe someone like me. What? Now sit down and watch the sperm opera with me. (laughs) Oh, you know, I finally figured out what that was. What is that? I had to look at it in in my glorious HD 1080p. Uh huh. Uh, It's it's a lot like you saw Tomorrowland. I recently saw Tomorrowland. Unfortunately, yes. There's a scene in Tomorrowland when she's experiencing it, um, and. there's there's like three layers of of pools, and somehow they've like condensed water. And there's a guy he dives into the top pool, and then it and then slows through his descent through the go. bottom of the first pool to the second pool, and he's doing flips. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's, that's exactly what's happening here. There's like was. three balls of water that yeah. uh, somehow. Goodness gracious! <laughs> three balls of water. It's like Cirque du Soleil, twenty third century version. <laughs> this is what they'll be doing S- in a Vegas so, casino. So so. Bad. I don't understand why the Tuvan throat singers need to be doing the oh. score. Oh. <laughs> like, maybe if you put some music to it, it doesn't all have to be that somber. I don't feel like that's the music they would actually use to but underscore I'm sure that. it was a tragic tale that they were singing. The tale of Darth Plagueis. That's right. That's, <laughs> that's, which, that would have been funny if that's what it was. Where he's like, have you ever heard of the tragic tale of Darth Plagueis? No. Well, it's it's on. You're right hearing now. it right now. <laughs> Look to your left. Pay attention. That's actually my favorite scene in this film. I'll what? And say it right now. What? Because it's the, it's the one time we actually learned something that we didn't know about. Yeah. That we hadn't pieced together through other characters or wasn't spoon fed and told us in. No, the it was spoon original fed. trilogy. It was it, it's it was spoon fed to us in this movie. Ex- well, yes, but it, it's still they're nuggets that we didn't know before. And there's a little bit of he's telling the story in third person. Like, it's not him, but yeah. to me, obviously, he's He's telling, the apprentice. He's the apprentice. That killed, killed Darth, Darth Plagueis. Plagueis. Yeah, he takes great pride. So, now that you and I agree on that, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, so is he telling Anakin that he is responsible for Anakin being born? He is his father. That he's his father. Actually, I think it was that Darth Plagueis was the father. And he was the apprentice who's because he says, you know, he knew he knew the skills, he knew how to eat. Oh, that's right. And he like he life. taught me everything, but we can learn how to do this together. Like th- throughout this movie, I couldn't tell. I was like, okay, wait, did he 
Do, so did Darth Plagueis actually know? Did he learn that? Or was that all just bullshit? And now it's like he's turned Anakin to his side. And now, like, together we can figure it out. What? Wait, what? Yeah. There are so many parts in this movie where I feel like, okay, I guess this is Palpatine using his using the Force to influence Anakin's mind to do things. Because I'm trying to explain away the horrible wooden acting of Hayden yeah. Christensen and like the weird turnaround after he spoiler alert kills Mace Windu, mm-hmm. and then like he's he's like, "What have I done?" <laughs> and sits down and he's like, uh, and obviously he knows he's done something horrible. Uh, yeah. And then like Palpatine gets up and he's like, "It's all cool, dude. We'll just say that they were traitors." And we'll, and he's like, "Yes, master." And now he's like, "Pledge, I what? pledge my allegiance." What? To the, it's like, wow, that's uh, that was quick. Came out of nowhere. Uh huh. Uh, I would accept that, and and I hope so. And in fact, uh, Jenna saw this with me. Uh, I, I tried to keep her from it, but again, you know, I told her I had to do the, f- the podcast. She's all into Star Wars now, and so I figured, oh, she could appreciate maybe some of the backstory. Did she, she watch one or two? No, 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 no. That's good. That's, I guess. I'm gonna I'm gonna let her torture herself <laughs> with those if she wants. To, because really, this should be the only one you need to see. It um, really is. If you're only coming from the original trilogy, there, there. I mean, honestly, there's no need to see on yes, any of these. That's a strong word. Um, but if if you want to explore Anakin Skywalker, this is basically all you need to watch. Yeah, like, it's, a, it's a whiny bitch. You didn't need, and and I've always said that like, you didn't need three movies to tell the story of Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to do it. There's no reason in the world you needed to start with him being a little kid. No. Uh, th- you could have started with him being a little older. But then there's also that potential of if you're going to start with him being small, maybe not have a two and a half hour movie of like this weird rebellion on a planet and you just kind of happen in the course of it. Find Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, it's not if about it's his him. story. Then it should be about him. Yeah. It shouldn't be this weird story that he's just kind of a, a minor character in. But could you imagine like. A, a Star Wars episode one that started like within the first 10 minutes. Oh, yes. Anakin Skywalker's found. They, they detect the, the midichlorian thing. There's the debate of should he be trained? Okay, I guess he should be. And then like we've got this story that's almost like Harry Potter in a Jedi Academy. Oh, uh, see, there you go. I like that. Oh, that would have been great. You really? get to see him kind of introduced to this world. Oh, there's all these magical things that can happen. I didn't know anything about the Force. And maybe there's like shit that he like he solves something, like some kind of weird mystery or some kind of happenings and it 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 illustrates his tune, how powerful he actually is with the Force and his instincts. Mm-hmm. And he actually does something that helps the Academy and kind of raises everybody's estimation of him in the course of it. But you kind of find out that it's something that's orchestrated by Palpatine. Hmm. You know, and I know that's ripping off Harry Potter, but I think it would have been a nice touch to something like this. Uh, And And then, you know, you move on to episode two and we like he meets a young senator named Padme. And like then they meet and they're the same age. There's none of that like weird, creepy yeah, Wait, she's you're 16, but I'm nine. But <laughs> you're still right. gonna be kind of hot someday. Yes, and I'm gonna give you this little token that I that I carved out of wood that, uh-huh. will, that will only be shown one more time in this trilogy. <laughs> That's right, and I'll point it out shot. very awkwardly. Yeah, and go, exactly. I and remember just, when I gave that to you, <laughs> <laughs> and like nothing else is said about it. A slow pan down Natalie Portman's dead corpse. Yeah, um, yeah. You could have been uh, Anakin Skywalker in the Jedi Stone, and then. The focusing stone. Mm, that's yeah. what they put oh, in the lightsabers. That's what it's called. There we go. And the the goblet of <laughs> the goblet of Darth Plagueis. We'll, we'll work on that. Yeah. 
Who that, has learned the secret of immortality. Yes. Absolutely agreed. Should have never been a kid. Yeah. Should have started him off. Fucking start it like Obi-Wan Kenobi tells in Star Wars Episode yeah. 4. When New I Hope. met him, he was already a great pilot. Yes. Yeah. Not a nine-year-old. <laughs> um, yeah, somewhere. I, <laughs> Joe, I had a horrible thought over the weekend. You, uh, yeah, you did. Horrible, but also um, it, 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 it gives me hope. Gives me a new hope. Um, what if, because if you would have told me five years ago that there were going to be three more Star Wars movies, seven, eight, and nine, I would have been uh-huh. like, no, bullshit, they're already calling it, after the the limited success, well, they were financial success, but yeah, they were. Star Wars really took a hit, like, it went from being cool, and I was no longer cool to be into Star Wars for like, the last 15 the, the, years. The worst that Star Wars got was sometimes people, like, talk shit about the Ewoks. Right. But no one was ever like, Return of the Jedi sucked. It's for children. Yeah, yeah exactly. They, they would be like, it was for kids because the Ewoks. But people would still be like, but it was still a good movie. Like, yes. It was still okay. It was My the parents Ewoks. loved the Star Wars movies. Yeah. They're, they would get... They would derive no enjoyment from any of the prequels, no. I think. Because, well, there isn't, because there's no joy. Mm. There's absolutely no joy in the course of those movies. Even when there's it's like... There's only anger, disgust, yeah. and... Uh, fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering. Uh, <laughs> and sadness is in there somewhere. Just yeah, getting all the inside that's, out emotions. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, I want to see that. I want to see the oh, Anakin like Skywalker story <gasps> told inside his head with the uh, with the emotions from inside out. That's a great idea. Oh my god! Uh, so yeah, we've got this whole battle, this this fight that goes on in space where Obi Wan and Anakin fight Count Dooku again to save <laughs> uh, to save Palpatine. And throughout this entire, like I could try to point it out just in this sequence, mm-hmm. but throughout this entire movie. And not just this one, all three of the prequels, it's just, you know, it feels like Lucas can't go three seconds without cannibalizing himself from something that he did in the earlier trilogy. Oh, yeah. And, like, throwing it into this one, like, where they find Palpatine looks just like the throne room on yes. Death Star Even 2. Even the chair that he's sitting yes. in has the, the weird angled... Well, that does not look comfortable, by the way. Usually right. armrests are flat. Uh-huh. These kind of come they're up like, in a triangle. Yeah, they're, they're up. Like, do I go on the left side? Do I go on the right? Why do, why do uh, people who are Force-sensitive, why do they always, like, flip? Like, Count oh, yes. Dooku shows up, and <laughs> there could have been this really cool moment. It, it, that's... Okay, we can even rewind a little bit to when the Jedi come into this room. Mm-hmm. They see Palpatine sitting there. Mm-hmm. There's this awkward, like, 30 seconds of them walking over to him. Oh, yeah. Then they start delivering dialogue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they've walked all the way over to it. It's like, quiet, quiet. You can hear, like, a cough in the background. <laughs> quiet. They get, to, they get to Palpatine, and then they're like, Chancellor. I'm like, motherfucker, you could have been saying that as well. Chancellor. Uh, is there anybody else here? You know, like, just just fucking say something. Fill that space. Then, like, Dooku shows up, and he's like, Jedi. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he f- front flips over <laughs> and jumps down. He could have had this moment where he, like, you know, kind of monologues deliciously as he's walking down the steps. And, like, I knew you would come. I laid this right. trap just mm-hmm. for you, and now the end. Blah. I'm going to start doing that at the office, <laughs> like my, my place of employment, just walking start, at people's offices. And then offices. front flip. Well, or just uh, remain silent and uh, make eye contact, but not really announce my presence <laughs> until I'm within <laughs> spitting distance. Exactly. You get inches, and then you're like, "Yeah, hi, Jim." Yes. <laughs> Got a couple of calls from HR. <laughs> Joel's being creepy again. Uh, and so we've got the uh, we we get that that battle where again Obi Wan apparently just cannot hold his own against uh, an eighty year old man. What the fuck, man? <laughs> He's the twice. first one out. He gets force thrown into a wall, knocked out, and then like a giant metal platform is dropped on him. <laughs> 
and I, like there's that uncomfortable way it, it like lands and then pushes and him, pushes him, and his like lifeless body kind of. And, even, and, and like, so he's paralyzed now, right? Exactly. <laughs> they do a nice cutaway to Palpatine afterwards, who makes the face of what I was feeling when it happened, and it's this. It's like. It did. It looked icky. It looked spongy. Yeah. Like it. Uh, but then, yeah. Then uh, also echoing the the last scene from Return of the Jedi, uh, where instead of where where is in the, the first time, Luke does not give in to his anger and yeah. says, I'm, "I I won't fight you," and throws his lightsaber away. We uh-huh. see we see the flip side of that, and Anakin's uh, his his first descent into the dark uh-huh. side. Well, fucking just decapitates. Well, again, the for- the influence that he's influencing Anakin's mind, maybe because he's like, I hope so. He's like, get him, and Anakin's like, I shouldn't get him now. Mm-hmm. And then Anakin just like without All right. scissors and cuts <laughs> cuts off uh, Dooku's head. And there's no discussion of this later. Like Obi Wan's never like, so uh, so hey, what happened with Dooku? Yes. Like. <laughs> Did I we... feel like uh, CSI Star Wars would have uh, <laughs> done the fingerprint and the the, uh, the forensics yeah. on that crime scene uh-huh. and realized. So you're telling me he was kneeling here <laughs> while fighting you because they've got cameras. They Defentless? had. They, I mean, obviously every, they had they cameras. Got fucking, there's holograms <laughs> fucking everywhere. We learned in this so movie. much of the backstory through like security cam footage at the end. Uh, I have this footage of him killing younglings. <laughs> Let me just pull it up on my little. By the way, I don't know why everything's why round. You, everything's round, and there's a hologram of everything. Yeah, you don't just have like pictures. There's no pictures of anything except for there's like one point where like Anakin's playing with a PSP on his couch or something, <laughs> and he has visions of of Obi Wan, and he's like, Obi Wan's been here, hasn't he? <laughs> yes, he was. Okay, like that's it. Like a scene where you could build some tension. Like what's what's Obi Wan doing here? Why are you seeing him? Like maybe we could see the jealousy starting to come through in Anakin, but it doesn't go anywhere. No, and again, all of the all of the plot points are spelled out or, or spoken um, sometimes literally by Mace Windu. My favorite being um, he literally <laughs> says, "I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi." <laughs> I said, Ooh, "That's quite a leap that you're making." If what you're saying is true, mm-hmm. you have earned my trust. Yeah, he he takes. The news of Palpatine being the Emperor, you know, Anakin comes to him, hey, I think he's a Sith Lord. And he's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Say what? (laughs) What you talking about? Say that shit to me again. (laughs) (laughs) One more time, motherfucker. I dare you. I double dare you. Um, but, But even that, he's like... All right, we'll check it out. And I'm like, no, this is the biggest news that we've <laughs> right. we've been trying. Maybe to f- we should contact Yoda. Like, maybe we should be getting on the all horn, hands on deck, getting a horn on everybody. Be like, guys, let's pull the Jedi in. Troops, stay mm-hmm. where you are. Hold your lines. Let's pull the Jedi back in. Because instead, Mace goes and tries to apprehend the Emperor with like three of the worst Jedi <laughs> in the history of. They're not even the trying. Academy. They no, wanted to die, dude. There's like Darth Sidious. Like spin screw jumps like yeah, over that. his desk and then like winds up and then just straight up stabs through a Jedi who was looking the other <laughs> way. Not even paying attention. He was yeah. looking the other like all you're you're all facing like well, first one of all, direction. <laughs> did Mace not maybe give you the the, de- the debrief on the elevator up? Hey, uh, just FYI. I know you know him as Senator Palpatine, but uh, <laughs> we have reason to believe he may not be. Just be on your guard. Yeah. Maybe have your ha- one left hand on the lightsaber just in case attention. he decides to do the Metroid move <laughs> at you. Uh, but no, yeah, he, he takes out like three Jedi in like in two point five seconds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it was it it was so ridiculous and laughable. But then Mace holds his own for a good while. But even then, you feel like, man, is he about to fucking take on Mace Windu as well? Like. Yeah. 
this motherfucker took a, like it, the last time we saw him was in Attack of the Clones, killing the shit out of everything. Yeah, it took out Django Fett. Yeah, Django. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Disappointing. Um. And also, like, uh, maybe don't stand next to the huge glass window <laughs> that you've then he he, he kind of. He only has himself to blame, Mace Windu, for, yeah. for being taken out the way he was. Uh, first of all, you've been a dick for the last three movies. Uh, Obi Wan said he's the chosen one. He's the chosen one. How many? They even have a, a, a discussion about it right before this scene. Uh-huh. Wasn't he the chosen one? And I love the I love the expressions because you, you can put Sam L. Jackson in any movie, but he's not going to adhere to the. He's he's you're getting Sam. You're going to get Sam Jackson. You're getting Shaft. And so some of the cutaways, he's just like, mm. <laughs> maybe. Yep. Well. Yep. I guess so. We'll see. Yoda will say something, you know, uh, poignant, and he's just like, little head nod. <laughs> Good point, little man. Good looking out, Yoda. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, w- conflicted about seeing Mace Windu go, but at the same time, uh, I got no sympathy well, for Well, <laughs> just speaking beyond the character moment, uh, like just from, an, from, from that standpoint, how about just the way that scene is constructed, where... Palpatine's on his back, and he's like force lightning out, and Mace has got his lightsaber out, and he's I guess soaking it, deflecting in. it back because it starts yeah. melting his face. Now, is that like actually affecting Palpatine, or is that Palpatine's facade finally like melting away, and we're seeing what he really looks it like? It seemed like it was that that was causing his face to deform. Okay, which because it wasn't happening throughout the rest of the fight, so why would it take this one? But moment? it like Luke doesn't look like that. No. And Luke was taking lightning like crazy in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. He doesn't look like that. Also, I didn't feel like that was something that needed to be explained. Did no. you ever like see the Emperor in Return of the Jedi and went like, oh, I wonder how he got that way. I, I just I assumed just like he got old. He was old yeah. and he kind of had a golem thing going on yeah. where maybe when you had unnatural life and his. Yeah, exactly. And, and just also, you know, there's that whole thing where it's like when you're evil on the inside, eventually it starts to show on the That's outside. Right. It's like Smeagol. Yeah, we don't need we don't need that explanation. Like George's like, well, they're going to want to know how he got old. No, of <laughs> everything you could have answered in this fucking movie, that was the, the one I cared the least about. Exactly. And yet there, I've listed three or four major, major things, Joe, that we'll get to. So, um, which is why I consider this the most disappointing of the prequels. So we've got that moment where they're basically having, like, they are just, they're they're a, a sitcom trope away yeah. from from this being like an episode of Full House, where, like, okay, all they needed to do is have like another Sam Jackson laying on the ground and like he's the traitor. Oh, no, right. he's the traitor. <laughs> like, or, okay. Anakin, you know one of them is a Sith Lord Mm -hmm, and the other mm -hmm. one's a Jedi. Yep. And that it's pretty well established. You've gone to their school for a good long time now. Ten years at least. That uh, that the Jedi are peacekeepers. That's their role. You know, they've been pulled in now because of the the, the, they're in a time of war. Mm -hmm. But they're peacekeepers. And now you know that there's a Sith among them. And you're having this moment where, like, you're arguing about who the traitor is? So conflicted. It could go either way. It's really a (laughs) coin toss. Right. Uh, instead of being so, like, worried about Padme... Like, he's so worried about Padme's going to die, I need to save the, the Emperor because he knows these secrets. Mm-hmm. Like, he's never told, like, Obi-Wan or never... I know they're not supposed to be married, but what the fuck? Whatever. You know, it's fine. We, it's, we are where we are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he <laughs> could just tell his buddy, like, hey, Obi-Wan, look, uh, I knocked up Padme. Yeah. I'm having visions. She told me she was on the pill. I'm having visions now that she's going to die. 
can you help me? That's the question Jenna asked me earlier today. She was like, so why didn't why didn't he confide in Obi-Wan, his friend uh-huh. of like 10 years? His best friend. Exactly. Yeah, he self-proclaims. Why does he take it all from from uh, Palpatine without right. thinking like maybe maybe Obi-Wan knows of a way to to save her. Uh-huh. And and the thing is like Obi-Wan knows. Obi-Wan knows that they're together. Like there's even that scene near the end where he he looks at he looks at Pal, uh, at Padme and he's like Anakin's the father, isn't he? Mm-hmm. I'm very sorry. And he walks away. I'm like, oh Jesus! Like that's kind sorry. Of a, I'm gonna have to kill your baby daddy. It's kind of a dick. Is that's what that a was. dick thing for you to say. But uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Cool. <laughs> try to try to play your your cards a little close to the vest. Oh yeah. Where's the last time you saw him? Oh really? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go check him out. Say what's up. Yeah. So if if Anakin's supposed to have like the highest midichlorian count, he's supposed to be the most force sensitive. Mm. Why doesn't he sense that she's pregnant the moment he gets up off that ship? Mm, that's a good Yet point. Obi Wan's like, hmm. <laughs> your draped clothing is not like hiding him. Putting on some weight, Padme. Oh my god. Oh, so. How long, mm-hmm. like, what what kind of time spans throughout the course of this film? Like, what kind of time are we covering here? Because it feels like we're only covering the couple span of, like, days? a couple of days. Yeah. And she goes from, I'm pregnant. Oh, that's great. To, like, she's delivering I'm babies. giving birth. Yes. She's giving birth. Fully formed humans are yes. coming out of me at the yeah, end yeah, of this yeah, movie. Yeah. Not just one, but two. But and, and also she goes from being fairly, you know, a little bit smaller. You know, there's that moment where she's that's brushing her point. hair. And she's not uh, quite as pregnant. And then we get to, like, near the end. And she's, like, big belly, full term pregnant. Right. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's a good I, point. Maybe I, the gestation period of the Nabooians or whatever the fuck her race is called <laughs> is uh, Nabooians. The Nabisco. She's from Naboo. Nabooties. Um, yeah, maybe it's maybe it's like nine days instead of nine months. It's been nine days. Nine days. <laughs> Knock me up. Um, can we talk about that scene though, and and just her character in general? Unfortunately, because there was, there was a character. She went. <laughs> thank you. She went from being like you know when episodes one and two came out. Oh, female empowerment. <laughs> we got a female lead here. We haven't even gotten out of my notes from the first like scene of this movie. I where they're, I have when they're so on the many ship, notes. I have so where, many notes where they're this. walking around. I'm sorry, I didn't. Mean, I don't no, mean to cut you, it, but, but we've it. got this like uh, I just rapid fire. Okay. So. Uh, when when they save when he when Anakin saves Palpatine, we've got that part where he's talking about like I didn't I shouldn't have killed him. Mm-hmm. Well, this isn't the first time you've done it. Remember your mother and the sand people. Yeah. Did they include a sand person sound in the, yes. In the soundtrack? Yes, <laughs> they do that a couple of times. Like we need these audio cues to remind us. We're like oh, we saw the last movie, we know what they sound. <laughs> it's so inappropriate <laughs> at that moment where he's like, "Remember your mother and the sand people." <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, that walrus world person sound. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, so that, and then there's like <laughs> the whole we're running down the elevator shaft and just seeing Palpatine oh, run. For, poor <laughs> Ian McDermott. Like the and he's like hanging on. There's a scene like out of a Roger Rabbit moment yes. where he's hanging on to, to Anakin's foot. Anakin's hanging on to Obi Wan, and, ah, and Obi Wan wakes up and he's like, oh, "What?" There's a couple of shots like that where he where Palpatine's being held by a couple of the robots, and Anakin's supposed to come up and knock him away. But yeah. all I can see is Ian McDermott on that green screen, just kind of shrugging his shoulders and <laughs> pretending like. All right, now there's a lightsaber coming from your left. <laughs> uh, oh, and the final thing on the ship before mm-hmm. is uh, they're running, they're trying to escape with Palpatine. This is before they get caught now by General Grievous, yeah. where they get caught in the like the the shield uh, trap or whatever the the beams. Yep. And and Obi Wan says what we're all thinking, where he's like, 
how did this happen? <laughs> We're smarter than this. And I feel yes. like that's what the audience is saying. Having yeah. sat through now, they're sitting through the third <laughs> Horrible Star Wars movie. We're like, we're smarter than this. Why the fuck did we wait in line? We're midnight to showing watch this fucking movie on a Thursday. I have to go to work tomorrow. No, I agree. I also like the way that uh, gravity behaves in space. Yeah, like when uh, when a ship gets gets blown up and starts, <laughs> it just going, starts down, going down. It literally just starts to really is the gravitational pull that strong? Yeah, they're just that close. Fucking nosedive into. Um, but actually, b- before we get off this scene, because R two R two D two fucking saves everybody's ass (laughs) like this mission whether you call it successful or not fails miserably with art without r2 he's doing everything jenna even leaned over at one point she was like well he's got a pretty big role in this movie (laughs) and i was like yeah he kind of does they're a hundred percent reliant on him uh because he uh, first of all he kills a little uh, uh the, the, the little the, the buzz droid yeah a little buzz the droid the buzz droid where they, we have thirty seconds of both Anakin and Obi Wan like cheering on yeah. R two like a it's a Rocky the, movie a little to the left R two hit his center eye no Do pain it. no Way pain <laughs> no pain <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great if they had subtitles on R two and it's like beep 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 but it says cut me in the <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, he does that. Um, he's the one who locates the Chancellor. He he battles those other droids like he spills oil and then sets and it on fire. Them on fire. He's totally like self reliant. Uh, and then he's controlling the elevators. And then finally, when they finally they still get captured by um, uh, General, uh, Grievous, General Grievous, the asthmatic robot. He d- <laughs> he does his little like freak out and creates a diversion. And then that's when uh, Obi Wan force grabs his lightsaber again. I'm just uh-huh. like. What was your plan if R2 had been <laughs> destroyed before you guys even got on the ship? Exactly. Because you're you're and when poor little R4 gets his uh Oh, I know. his heart uh, or you know his, his whole his head, head blown is off, decapitated. Oh, everyone's just kind of like, "Oh dear." <laughs> oh, like, oh my. Mm. Wow, but if that were R2, I I feel I have a feeling a cheer would have been shed. D- he did uh, Obi-Wan did like go into effeminate overdrive in this movie. No, oh, yeah, you at think times. so. Oh yeah, like sometime when he's like, "Oh, I don't think so. Okay. How about when he when he's about to battle General Grievous and does his backflip and lands and he's like, "Hello there." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> With like the gayest smile. He does that. Could he have found a louder animal to like r- sneak into the enemy complex Joe, on? Joe, Joe, <laughs> Joe. Uh, when we did episode two and we said what what you know what did it do right, what did it do wrong? I think we both agreed that the sound design was the best thing of episode two. Yeah, right? We talked yes, about those sonic yes, charges. Yes, sir. Um, you know so, some of the new. Uh, oral vocabulary that was introduced in that movie that kind of fit right in in the Star Wars universe. Uh-huh. That fucking peacock lizard, whatever the hell it is, that the worst. gecko. The worst. Uh, uh, it's yeah. like... Um, I don't even know how to. What? I don't know how to describe it. It's I don't know. Bird-like, but it's kind of got a velociraptor, a velociraptor thing to uh-huh. it. Yeah, and it just will f- forever is just squawking, and it won't shut up. And, and he's, he's sneak, trying to sneak he's trying through. to sneak into the like the droid army factory or whatever yeah. in that thing. Maybe find a mute animal that you can ride or on. Or just in. fucking walk cuz it seems like he didn't have to go too terribly far. No. Just fucking walk. Why was that thing that that whole sequence is so awkward? To sell toys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that we're going to sell That's this so thing cynical, as a fucking toy. But you're right. And then the like there's this the the uh, okay who what Jedi is calculating this battle? He's looking he looks down. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he looks and he's like, "All right, I'm just gonna fucking jump down. Yep, straight, straight no up. No time approach. like the present. Yeah, you're fucking surrounded. You're yes. straight. And we see later in the movie when like Order sixty six is declared, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like all these Jedi, like, okay, you can hold your own against maybe five or six, uh, you know, troops. But if there's any more than that, you're probably gonna get fucking taken out. Right. He's fucking surrounded. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
And because he drops like a fucking anvil, like Looney Tune style, on a couple of guys, <laughs> they're like, "Oh fuck this! We're gonna let Grievous take care of this." Right, thing. right. Uh, it it was nuts. And this the, the sloppy way that George Lucas keeps trying to top himself with these villains. It's like, all right, well, once you know, we had one guy who was uh, who who was his he was a Sith Lord, and he had a double bladed lightsaber. Two lightsabers. Yeah. And then in the second movie, we had two lightsabers, mm-hmm. so they fought Florentine. And now in this one, we've got a guy with four arms. Six. Yeah. Yeah. No. So stop. You don't have to keep upping yourself with that. Maybe try upping yourself in the storytelling department. That whole character was unnecessary. Uh, could have cut a lot. Uh, you, you could have combined the last two movies into this one, yeah. getting rid of that whole side plot. Again, like you said, we didn't. We hadn't seen him before. And his name is in the, the crawl. Clo- in the Clone Wars. He was yeah. in the Clone Wars animated series that came out after episode two. But I should But that's, there's no excuse. Yeah, exactly. I shouldn't have to... There shouldn't be required viewing before I see a movie. Yeah. Like, I don't need... It's like when... Uh, it's like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. How people yeah, are like, exactly. well, you can go see... You didn't like Avengers 2? Well, you probably didn't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. leading up to it. No, motherfucker. The yeah. movie should be good on its own. Thank you. Yeah. So they mentioned him in The Crawl, and you're like, who is this guy? And then he shows up, and I'm still not quite sure where he is. And he really kind of um, deflates the whole Jedi... Like, Jedi are the only ones who are supposed to use lightsabers. How, why does this... Well, Han uses one in The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, but he's not doing the whip-de-woo and the flip shit. No, he's not. He's just opening up a tauntaun. Yeah, and this guy's like collecting them and uh, <laughs> got to catch, catch them catch all. all. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just... It, it took some of the... Um, the sacredness of you know it, it, it it's and supposed that, to be a civilized um, and that's what this that's what this whole series of movies did though point. is that it it took what was uh you know what was special about every element of this this fairy tale and it completely it smears it um the general grievous thing by the way is such a horrible and and blatant time sink like okay, we need to get Obi Wan away from Anakin, yep. and we need him What's to be far, doing? and we need to fill some time in this movie. Mm-hmm. Let's do this general grievous thing because he's fucking there on Utapau for fucking ever. Yes. He, he's there forever, Joel. When I was thinking back to this movie, I was like, oh, that's right, he kills like General Grievous. I think in the first like thirty minutes of the movie. Nope. No, like they stretch that out, and it's not like Grievous is like this effective villain or anything. No. They just really spread out when that fucking shit happened. Mm-hmm. And that's like every battle, every climactic battle, it, it, it has no stakes. Like, by the time it's done, you're like, okay, well, that's fucking finished. Yeah, that was that was kind of easy, considering um, what <laughs> all that we've been leading up to it. And yeah, it, 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 that battle was kind of anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. He shoots him in the heart. Now, okay, if this were a video game, I would have known to do that. <laughs> that would have right been the, 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 the weak point, exactly. Uh, and so we've we've really um, we've really dug into this movie, and we're going to dig into it a little bit more. But oh, yeah. it's around this time that I do want to focus on some stuff that I think that the movie that I enjoyed that I saw, uh, and it's around this time in the film where we have the the moment where uh, Padme's at her flat, and Anakin is at the Jedi Tower waiting yeah. for Mace Windu to get back to him, mm-hmm. and there's that moment, and it's. Like there, there are parts in this movie where I, I've and I've told you about this. Yep. I swear to God, George Lucas did not direct this. Yeah, probably not. I don't think he directed this moment where it's Padme and it's and it's Anakin, and it's just no dialogue. There, there's this music that kind of and it's not. It, it's just very subtle, mm. and it underscores them looking across Coruscant, mm-hmm. and you know what's going on with both characters. You could tell what's happening, and I think it's actually a really beautiful moment it's in the film. Done. Yeah. 
And, and again, because you've let the visuals tell the story, you've let the subtext sink through and tell the audience, you know, and inform the audience of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Because we're not idiots, that subtlety is nice. Yes. And it's a, it's a welcome distraction from the rest of these movies where it's like pounding you over the head with what everybody's feeling and what everybody's thinking. That moment is so wonderful. That, and I did like the moment, for the most part, then it goes a little too long, where Palpatine gives Order 66, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we start to see the Jedi start getting taken out. Yeah. And I liked the way some of that stuff was shot. And again, I feel like George wasn't in charge of some of that. Like, <laughs> they had, like, a second unit, and these guys were fucking way more skilled with the way that they, like, they set up these shots. It was nice. And it was it was, it was was tragic, too. And finally, now we're seeing characters where... where we're feeling like there are stakes because we've been with these characters for the first two movies. A lot of these Jedi's, yeah, um, and just systematically. I think, I think Jedi is the plural up. of is Jedi. it Jedi's? Yeah, uh, <laughs> re- returns of the Jedi. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, you're, that's the first moment when you're like, oh, shit is real. Because up until this point, you're kind of watching a cartoon. Like, I never really felt like Obi-Wan was in any danger, even at the end of Attack of the Clones, when you've got that big battle going on. Uh-huh. There's a lot going on, but I never felt like any one of the characters was going to die. And now we're seeing them all die. Although, there is one shot during that sequence that I felt was a little tone deaf, a little bit overkill, literally, no pun intended, where, what's the one chick's name? Uh, uh, Ayla Secura, the one where they're on the like the lush, yep. like foresty planet. That's the one, and she's yeah. like leading them into the battle. Charge! And there's like six stormtroopers, and then we see the close up of their feet. Uh, they're running, but then they all suddenly. Oh, stop that was Kiati Mundi. That was Kiati yes, Mundi, the guy. Yes. Oh, it was the dude. No, it was the dude. No, because they're on the okay. icy bridge, and he uh, uh, and he runs up, and that was like the first or second. I think that was the okay. first one. Then I'm then I'm combining the two because I am thinking of the girl because I remember it being especially brutal because it was the female. It was, it's it's particularly brutal because they shoot her and kill her, and she's laying on the ground. Yes, and they continue to shoot. And then there's her. an overhead shot where something is obscuring most of her body. It's like a giant mushroom. Legs, yeah. but there are just like four stormtroopers just fucking opening up on her lifeless corpse. Yeah, and you're like. Wow, I think you got her. Mm-hmm. Like you know, two to the head. You know they're dead, but we don't need to like fucking incinerate her body. Right again, this is the first Star Wars movie that rated PG thirteen, right? Oh, not anymore though. Did you hear this? That's right. Yeah, Force Awakens. Right. Uh huh. PG thirteen rating, which is going to be that's that's going to be pretty interesting to see where they're going to get that from. Uh just I, the the violence. It must. Yeah, I mean, hard to tell. Right? I mean, it, it, I mean, Joel, it could be. Like it could be something a little more sexual, and by sexual, I don't mean that there's going to be a yeah. sex scene. Like Padme gave birth in this movie. Mm-hmm. That's PG thirteen material. It is, yeah, because because everybody wants to explain to their children, you know, the, the magic of childbirth so, and where babies come from. Exactly. At the so, end of your Star Wars, it movie. could be something like that where That's they also point. discuss, you know, something along those lines. Ooh, you think there's going to be an interracial relationship in the yeah, new Star Wars absolutely. trilogy? You think so? You think <laughs> uh-huh. that's what they're leading yeah, towards? Yeah, I think that seems a little odd. Well, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, hmm. But I never but considered I, that. I agree with you, though. I think that Ala Secura thing is overkill. Um, yeah. God, what did I have here? Unnecessary. Uh, but aside from that, I did. I did like that sequence. And again, it, it's underscored uh, literally by uh, John Williams' score. A which good is score, nicely done there. And, and there, there are a couple of music cues in this movie that are so different from what he's done yep. in any Star Wars movie until this point mm-hmm. that I, I enjoyed. Both I, of those I, I mean. His his music, and we've said it before. Like without his music, it just it doesn't have 
it, it, it isn't Star Wars. These already aren't Star Wars, yes. but the thing that's still kind of retaining mm-hmm. that quality and making it still live in this world is his music. Um, so I want to go back now to when Anakin is told that Padme, when Padme tells Anakin yeah. that she's pregnant mm-hmm. and his reaction to it, yeah. where he's like, oh, oh. Um, yeah, wow. That's great. That's great. <laughs> and she's like, oh, but what are we going to do? And he's like, don't worry about that. Everything's fine. <laughs> I just, this is the happiest day of my life. And I'm like, um, motherfucker, but she's been here without you for supposedly like a year and a half. Yeah, he was off at war. And how she's gotten pregnant while you've been gone so long. <laughs> that would be the first I don't question. Know but sh- you've been off at war. She's not really worried about how you're feeling about this. Like, what are we going to do? She's not asking, what are we going to do? Because like, are you okay with it? She's been alone with this news for a long time and has wanted to talk to somebody about it. So I think maybe your response should have been, well, let's let's talk about it. you know, how do you how are you feeling right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how how are you feeling? Is there something that you need? Do you you know, should should I get you a pregnancy pillow or <laughs> you know, something instead of just like I'm okay. <laughs> I'm I'm all right. Yeah. We don't give a fuck, Anakin. Uh, his 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 words say one thing, but his actions say another. What yeah. actions? <laughs> his 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 blank face. Yeah, pretty much. And his his like just half half cock smile the entire time. Is that the scene then when we're treated to more George Lucas dialogue uh, of of what he thinks couples in love sound like? When oh speak? my god! So you're, you're so beautiful. Oh my god! Yes. So literally, it's. Uh, well, I'll have to back up because, again, I started mentioning earlier Padme, this character, when in episode one, we're like, okay, young female empowerment. She's going to be the Princess Leia. She's going to be, you know, the, the women's lib yes. um, uh, force. The strong female protagonist of this movie. And we do see some of those traces in the first two movies. First two movies. And all of a sudden, she, she relegated, turns into Barbie. She's literally like brushing her hair. And talking about what well, we're gonna paint the baby's room, yeah. and I love you so much. Uh, here, here's actual dialogue. She says, "I could go early and fix up the baby's room," and he goes, "You are so beautiful. It's only because I'm so in love. No, it's because I'm so in love with you." <laughs> that's the yeah. That's, little fucking that, Jeff that is, is rolling the, his eyes that here. That is the, that is totally the dialogue verbatim. Who writes this shit? Uh, George Lucas does. Well, yeah, George, the same guy who makes Chewbacca. Tarzan Wookiee yell. <laughs> like, well, this was something we did in Jedi, so let's go ahead and have him do it in this one, too. But it's so sad to see her take a backseat to all the male characters, oh, yeah. especially after she'd been built up. And then she just... She, so she's there to it's brush her hair, uh, be the receptacle, basically, for Anakin's seed. And and pay the consequences for Anakin's actions. Exactly. And then she dies of, of a broken heart. Dies of a broken heart. Because that's a thing. She dies of a broken fucking heart. Why? I was having no. a debate with somebody online today who was trying to say, like, look, man, let's lay off the prequels because they're not as bad as we think they are. They're not as bad as people say. I'm like, uh, no, they're not as bad. They're worse. Did you they're, unfriend this they're person? They're really bad. I haven't unfriended Did you block them? But Apologies if you're here's, here's my deal, and I'm going to do this just as a blanket thing. I'm okay. not going to name any names. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind if you like this movie. If, I don't mind if you like any of these prequel movies. Sure. You like what you like. We like some crazy shit. Uh, guilty pleasures. I man. like the live-action Masters of the Universe movie. Mm-hmm. However, I recognize that movie's fucking bad. Like, it's yeah. a bad movie, but I fucking love watching it. But I'm never going to say, like, because I like it, oh, no, it's fucking good. Yeah, you just no. don't understand, Jeff. No. You don't understand. It's bad, and that's... Th- let's never 
let's never mistake that, that if we like something that that actually like artificially elevates the level of quality. These movies are bad on on every degree and based on every criteria, except for music, I guess. I'll give you this. Sound design and some music, some visual effects. But as far as like telling a story, Joel, like just from a story standpoint, to be written, performed and directed (laughs) from those three criteria, these movies are shit. No, there's no way if if George Lucas were a first time director. And I said this when we did The Phantom Menace, like if that were the first movie that that came out, there would be no Star Wars sequels. Uh -uh. There would be that thing would have bombed. Word of mouth would have gotten around. Yeah. uh, And yeah, he'd still be paying it off. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He would be paying it forward. (laughs) There are some redeeming qualities to it. But yeah, you're right. There's there's no it. And it's not even just the execution. It's not the dialogue. It's 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 the underlying story. It's it's motives. Uh-huh. And that's that's it's what's that, most frustrating about this this one in particular. It's that Lucas isn't good at anything. Like <laughs> not, I mean from okay, let me let me specify what I'm talking about here. From like he's not good at writing romance. He's mm, horrible yes. at writing romance. Fact. He's horrible and I think we were talking about this on the grumpy old fans thing. Mm. He's horrible at writing romance. He's horrible at writing politics. Like yeah. could you imagine if we had somebody who had a better feel of political intrigue like Aaron, George R R Martin? I was going to say Aaron Sorkin. Well, Aaron that's Sorkin, a good one but too. George R R Martin because this rings of like a medieval society as right. well. You throw a little bit of George R R Martin some Game of Thrones into the politics of Star Wars, and you have something that's a little bit more interesting, some more political intrigue. You could have introduced that into the first movie and let it play in through the third. Jesus, people fucking eat that shit up on Game of Thrones. Oh, They're yeah. like, holy fuck, do you see what the, like, the Lannisters are doing in King's Landing? Like, who the, what, the, <laughs> what the fuck is King's Landing? Nobody knew what the fuck King's Landing was five, six years ago, but now it's like common vernacular, like King's Landing, and mm. you know, the winter's coming, and people know <laughs> Eddard Stark and what the fuck happened you with him. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Yeah, exactly. But nobody gives a fuck about Coruscant and politics. There's a way to play out politics where people are going to be interested in it. And then there's George Lucas's politics. Right. And it sucks because he doesn't understand it. He doesn't understand the first thing of politics and how you can make that fit into the human condition and affect characters and use that to make them grow and evolve. And it's not even really a very nuanced look at, at politics and how, how it all it's plays so out. It's so basic. It's, it's, and, it, and to me... You know, because these came out uh, mid two thousands, um, after nine eleven, after we invaded Iraq and all that stuff, and to me, it it feels like a blatant, um, I don't want to say satire, but but commentary on what was going on with the Bush administration, whichever yeah. way you believe, uh, one way or the other. Uh, in fact, I think some lines were kind of lifted from some of the things that Bush said. Um, but there's there's a way to do it. Uh, and especially in a film like this where you're supposed to feel sympathetic towards the main character, there's a way where you, you take the blacks and the whites and make them gray, uh-huh. right? And and that's what Anakin is supposed to be, that gray area. You're supposed to be able to see both sides and where he's coming from, and that would make the decisions that he makes maybe a little more palatable, uh-huh. uh, uh, um, palpatinable. <laughs> to work. Bring it on back. Bring it all in. Bring it on back. Uh, and so, um, so you throw on top of that, this this weird sense of like they spent so much time creating these different worlds and these different cultures, but then we don't explore those. And so that's what ultimately makes this film 
very empty, you know, as far as like they go to like eight different locations yeah. in this movie, but they all kind of feel like they're just the same place because who cares? Why are the Wookiees even in this movie? We Be- don't need to because see it's something we remember from the earlier. Oh, the fact that Chewbacca. fucking Yoda and Chewbacca are fucking BFFs. Oh, good relations with the Wookiees. Right. Why? Why do you be? <laughs> why are you the one with good relations? Because we know you from the pre- from the original movies and we also know Chewbacca from the original movies. Yeah. Is that why? Because other than that, there's no reason that Yoda should have even he didn't even need to leave the Jedi Temple. Right, yeah. He should have just been there the entire time. And instead, fucking, like, send Mace off to the Wookiees. Right. You know, and let him actually get, like... It would have been nice to see, like... Someone like Mace Windu character that mm-hmm. maybe there was a, a couple more Jedi that actually did survive mm-hmm. and also kind of spread out to different parts of the galaxy. They kind of allude that. That would have been fucking cool that we, but they allude to it. Let's actually fucking see it. Mm-hmm. As, and you know what? On the topic of actually seeing shit, let's actually see fucking Spirit Qui Gon fucking talking oh, to Yoda okay. or talking to to Obi Wan. So apparently they filmed a scene, right? Liam Neeson says he filmed a scene and uh, or maybe did some did some voiceover. I think he did some voiceover stuff. Uh, uh, and they show it on the Blu-ray. I haven't gone through all the deleted scenes in the Blu-ray. So oh, I, I haven't either. I guess it's on there, I read. Um, but why not, man? Why go through the trouble of setting up that character in the, in the first movie and then not paying it off? The, well, we waited two movies to fucking see Ghost Qui-Gon, and it never shows up. Yeah. Lee was the best thing about that and, first And movie. everybody was waiting for that for, you know, in episode two and episode three. Everybody was waiting for that moment mm-hmm. where we get to see it. And we've talked about it with the episode two podcast where... Man, it would have really been nice to maybe have Qui-Gon in there. Maybe Qui-Gon talking to Anakin, like that he shows up to Anakin, and and then Anakin talks to Obi-Wan about it, and Obi-Wan's kind of like, well, fuck, man, that was my master. Like, why is he showing up to you? Like, And maybe, you know, creating some fucking tension between these Conflict, two characters. Yeah. I even like your idea of there being, like, a, a bit of a, a love triangle, whether it's it's real or perceived on Anakin's part, but that would have helped play a little bit into the jealousy side of things. Uh-huh. They start to go that direction at the very end. Yeah. When but he emerges late. and she's like, oh, you brought him here. But It's too late it's, at that point. And it's not even really, yeah, you don't see, there, there were no seeds yeah. Leading up to that moment, so there's nothing there's nothing organic about that. There's nothing bale organic. About that. <laughs> I can keep Spe- going. Speaking of a guy that like phones in his performance here, <laughs> he's like, "What's going on here? There's an attack." <laughs> no, we're everything's fine. It's time for you to go. Like gun point at him. So it is. All right. <laughs> and then he just walks up and then flies out. I'm like, Deuces. This dude is like eventually becomes the adopted father of Leia Organa, and like he does shit. He doesn't do anything in the second or third movies. Yeah. Um. Okay. I think it's time because we've been talking about this movie for like an hour now. Jesus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which is Anakin. <laughs> by the <laughs> Pretty way. much, yeah. Immaculate conception. So in, unless you've got something else that you want to touch on, I thought that we would we could go to the battle. <laughs> the, 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 the duel, the, the final, final duel of the fates or whatever. Um, uh, let's see. I, I, I do want to say that there are a couple of nice pieces of, of, of filmmaking here, I think, and uh-huh. whether George deserves the credit for him or not. Um, but I like, and, and it's really more to the editing, um, but I like when the Emperor is kind of announcing himself as the Emperor in front of the set, that that's intercut between the Order 66 being played uh, out. Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, they, were, uh, they, they say that that was their version of, like, the Godfather scene where, you know, today I finish all family business. Yeah. I like that. And then I also like at the end, as Padma is giving birth to, to Luke and Leia, it's juxtaposed with Anakin. With Anakin being Lane. reborn as, exactly. as Darth Vader. Exactly. And even some of the shots are, are, are similar. Um, 
nice little touches there. Those were nice touches. I'll, I'll give you that. Those That's were, what's those so frustrating nice. about this movie is because like just under the surface, like there's a good movie like wanting to peek wanting out. to come out. Yeah, and it's like no, if you just would have changed this and shuffled this around and gotten somebody who actually cares about the craft of acting in there. Yeah. to direct. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So much potential. Uh, a- absolutely. The the only thing that kills that Palpatine thing when mm-hmm. he's becoming like the supreme chancellor mm-hmm. is like Padme's commentary on it, where <laughs> like Bail Organa shows up and he's like. What's going on? <laughs> like yeah, that, yeah. I think that's literally his line. <laughs> What's happening? He walks in. He's like, "What's happening?" <laughs> and sh- and she's just sitting there with her hand on her her head on her hand, and she's like, "He's become the Grand Chancellor or whatever." <laughs> blah 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 blah. So this is how democracy dies with thunderous applause. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's deep. <laughs> okay, T H T H Elliot or T S Elliot, <laughs> right? Um, I think T S Elliot. Didn't they write the? She, she wrote the Outsiders. He was well, he was a character in Mallrats. Right? Yeah, that's right. T S Quint. <laughs> uh, all right. So the battle, the 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 final the big lightsaber the, duel. The, the lightsaber duel between Obi Wan and Anakin. The thing we were waiting for mm-hmm. for three movies. The thing we were like, all right, this is where shit goes down. Uh, wow, did I do that? Yeah, I'd crush the ice with the force. Know your own force, you know. <laughs> and and we've got this horrible exchange between, which is shot nicely though. I do feel like this scene is shot really nice. Until it gets to like crazy fucking video game style lightsaber. There battle. we go, where they're obviously on a green screen. <laughs> it's like they're not being affected by any of the flying uh, embers. Fl- the flying lava. Dude, this lava. is fucking yeah. magma that's touching your body. Like this probably hurts, guys. Uh, but they have this horrible exchange where like my my allegiance is to the republic, to democracy. Right. You uh, were the chosen one. You were the chosen one. In my eyes, the Jedi are evil. <laughs> Only a Sith deals in absolutes, which is an absolute. Yes, <laughs> but, but never mind that. Also, I would argue that uh, try not do or do not. Yeah, is an absolute maybe as yeah. well. Yeah, Yoda. do or do not. There is no try. That's absolutely <laughs> an absolute. Uh, uh, I just. I'll- I just wish that like it was like a, like pa- Palpatine at some point has like some absolute vodka <laughs> in, his, in his chest. That's a nice tie. Only a Sith deals in absolute. <laughs> when I drink, when I, I, I don't always drink. Vodka. But when I do, I deal in absolute. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, but this lightsaber battle, which is it's underscored by like this beautiful piece of music, and it was originally supposed to be Duel of the Fate. Again, mm-hmm. but instead, you know, he created a whole new uh, a whole new composition for this, yep. which is a nice piece of music. Sure, but the the fucking the battle goes everywhere, and that's the difference between and we again we've talked about this one to death before that like these lightsaber battles in the original movies told a story. Mm-hmm. They yeah. weren't elaborate, but they told a fucking story of what was going on. Yes. Uh, like a good wrestling match. It told the story of mm-hmm. the characters. Whereas these, like, they're not telling a story. It's just fucking filling time. It's, it's literally like the choreographers took over. Like, we're going to film the scenes leading up to this lightsaber battle, and then second unit is just going to, oh, we've got this choreographed fight. And, you know, they made a big deal about how, you know, Ewan McGregor and, and Hayden Christensen had been working on this stuff for, like, months before they even started shooting. Uh-huh. But you're right. It's just, it's so fluid and it feels rehearsed. Yeah. It looks fantastic and they're doing some great stuff. But again, it's just like, uh, just, Lucas confuses um, uh, impact with, with more. Yeah. Like just because, oh, well, this one lasted 10 minutes, whereas the last one was eight minutes. Uh, but it, it doesn't, oh, this one has fire and volcanoes erupting in the background. 
Yeah, but we kind of know where it's going. Yeah, you know, we know how it ends. <laughs> we literally know how it ends, right? We don't. There's no tension because we've already seen the original movies where fucking Obi Wan Kenobi is helping out Luke Skywalker. We know he doesn't lose a hand, he doesn't lose a leg, he doesn't lose anything, and that fucking Vader gets fucked up. Let's just get to that point. Instead, they're like climbing up fucking towers and they're swinging on ropes and they get on these floating platforms. Why are we doing all that? Why can we not have this weird, you know, the, and I use the word weird, maybe weird works, but like this weird, like just like very personal and intimate right. battle, like a lightsaber battle. I even like the point where they start trying to like force push each other. That's kind Let's of play nice. with that a little bit more where like they're, they're struggling using the force, maybe struggling kind of trying to influence each other. And mm-hmm. so like maybe there's more of an internal battle, you know, of, of wills. That would be more interesting. That's more fun. That's different. Instead, you just get a video game level. Yeah, I just keep really coming back to the, it. The, I always kind of chuckle when uh, the, you know they're swinging now back and forth and still continuing this lightsaber battle as the platform that they're hanging from is getting sunk in the lava. And now it looks like a yeah, it looks like uh, what why, was why didn't either of them hunt? just cut the cut the line that the other one was swinging? Yeah, on? yeah. There you go, and a little higher, <laughs> just, just a little, little higher. higher. <laughs> uh, do you, do you have any other notes? I have, a, I have so a, many notes so many more. notes on this, okay. but we're over an hour now. All right, honestly. all right. Well, well, I'll I'll go through a couple of them. Um, you know, I talked about some of the some of the filmmaking being nice and nuanced. Uh, what wasn't though is that POV shot of Yoda after he's fallen after this big duel with the Emperor, oh. and he's crawling through. <laughs> he's like coming at the camera like John McClane and Die Hard uh. through the tubes and. It's kind of fisheye, and I was like, oh, yeah. "Okay, that looks kind of comical." At some point, somebody has to say that that doesn't look right, and let's just let it go. Uh-huh. Um, I love how Annie like yells all of his lines there because, again, louder means more intense, right? Yeah. He's just literally, you turn her against me. Uh, you will not take her from me. <laughs> my favorite is when I want my doll. When she lands, and he comes and runs over to her, and his first line is, "I saw your ship." <laughs> <laughs> He's like a mentally challenged. He's like, he's like he really is. came from the sky. <laughs> I, I saw your ship. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> it's big and fucking reflective and shiny. Yes. <laughs> uh, that is great. I love this idea that he's just he's just this this special the special ed student <laughs> from the Jedi Academy. From my point of view. <laughs> okay. Uh, um I do like the scene where uh, where he actually turns into Darth Vader, and I just mean the the kind of the way it's, it's yeah you shot. Did, you talked about I that, mentioned that. that too, but 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 the moment where like the first breath is taken and we see we see it from his point of view yeah. as the mask is being lowered on, you kind of see through the eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, pieces like that were done, but then they're immediately ruined by having him scream no. no! <laughs> Um, Jar Jar, we get one shot of Jar Jar. One shot, and, and one he shot still too many. S- and he still says, "Excuse me." Does he? What? Yeah, no. he says something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. In yep. the funeral march? Oh no, this is at the beginning. So we got two shots of Jar Jar. When is he after? At the after the uh, Anakin and Obi Wan land the ship at the very beginning. Oh, is he there to greet them? He's there to greet them. No. <laughs> Which, by the way, like, how many people do you think died? As they crash that large ship yeah. on the Coruscant. Oh yeah, just and like Obi Wan's like, ha, any landing you can walk away from. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, there's like a million funerals the next day. <laughs> um, yeah, well, let's see what else. Um, I, I keep wanting to talk about good things, but there's there's not too many. Why did we need to see Yoda take off? Here's the thing. Okay, so now the shit's hit the fan. Everything's gone foobar. Uh, and as far as we know, only Yoda and Obi-Wan, they're the only two Jedis left, right? Yes, yeah. 
doesn't it ke- seem kind of out of character and and defeatist that they're just like, all right, well, we're just going to lay low for the next twenty years. <laughs> yes, we're just going to sit this one out. I'm going to go to the swamp planet and kind of chill out and and make people. Yeah. Pretend I'm one of the indigenous animals. Uh, you go to that desert planet. You t- By the way, he got the short end of the stick <laughs> as far as, uh, all right, we have twins. We're going to separate. Oh, good idea, Yoda. Yes. Uh, I, I, me and my rich wife, we're going to take uh, the girl because <laughs> we'll, we'll we girl. always wanted to adopt a girl, right? Remember, <laughs> but, Doc? but fuck the boy. Yes. Just, why not take both? Well, that's what I'm why saying. Couldn't you why just do they take have to be separated? Okay, and so this is my main <laughs> Because problem. the original movies, they weren't together. Beca- and yes. That's why. But But this movie is so... This was supposed to be the film that answered all of the questions, uh-huh. and that's why I'm saying it's the most disappointing and the most frustrating. The f- previous two, fine. It's all set up. It's lead up. We're introducing characters. We're introducing some more mysteries. Right, but just from a criteria standpoint, is te- from telling a story, yes. they're weaker. All we want to know- That's my argument. All I wanted to know coming into this whole trilogy is um, wh- 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 why did Padme have to have to die? Not necessarily, but like, why were the kids separated? Especially when Leia's like, I do remember Thank my you. mother. She was sad. Yeah. Like, I, I only have visions of her. I remember her. She was very young when I died. But Not ki- I was kind. being born right? as she was on her deathbed. Right? That's just as frustrating like, as... I oh, always I'm... kind of assumed that maybe Padme went to Alderaan with yes. Bail Organa. Yes. And like, oh, okay, so she grew up there. She at least got to know her mother. That would have made more sense, and, and yes, I would have enjoyed that, and that's everything I'd believed. Um why did Luke and Leia need to be separated? We addressed that already. We still don't really know why. Uh, and, Just and because gonna, they said so. And if you're going to hide one of them, why hide them on? Well, my argument is, mm-hmm. were they really trying to hide Luke? Or was he the bait? Was he bait? Well, and that's that. kind of, that's the, I'm, I'm sure he wasn't. <laughs> I'm sure George Lucas has proven, if nothing else, that he's not that clever. Yeah. Uh, but it, it makes me kind of laugh to think that Luke was the bait, and that's why Obi-Wan was there, mm-hmm. like, waiting just in case Vader arrived yeah. to like take him out. Yeah, that's the only reason. That would have been nice. Yeah, but still no answer to that. Nope. Uh, why did Anakin turn? Like, what was the what was the moment that made him have to choose sides, and why did he choose that? Not a satisfying answer to that. Nope. We didn't even get a satisfying answer to where the Darth Vader name came from. Palpatine's just like, oh, just you're a Sith Lord you're now. You're Darth. He's like, he's like he Kaiser Soze. Pauses. He's Kaiser Soze. Like, there must have been something called Vader in his office. Right. And he's like, he just, you uh, are Darth. Uh, What's at the bottom of his coffee cup? Uh. <laughs> uh, Funko Pop. You are Darth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so that was unsatisfying. But ultimately, for me, it's it's come it comes down to that last battle between Obi-Wan and Anakin. Uh-huh. And I... In order for Obi-Wan to not just seem like a complete dick or an imbecile, uh-huh. you have to believe that, because when he tells the story, oh, your, your father died, he betrayed the Jedi, yeah. and you know it's a big battle. Darth Vader betrayed and murdered your father. Exactly. Yeah. And so when we knew they were going to have a big battle at the end, in my head I was always like, okay, well, we're going to end up in a, in a sequence where uh, Anakin falls, he goes into the lava, or something happens, they're fighting and he falls off, and Obi-Wan can't save him. Yeah. He would like to save him. Exactly. He would either like to save him, his friend, uh-huh. or put him out of his misery if he's dying and or or thought to be dead. Here's, I will accept any of those except what actually happens in this film. And here's what I was hoping would happen, and it's that they fight, but then they find themselves in a situation where, oh shit, Things are like maybe things are falling. They're in like this perilous situation mm-hmm. where they are both going to die. Uh, and Anakin makes the final sacrifice so Obi-Wan can escape whatever. Oh. And then like it falls and like an Obi-Wan, maybe Obi-Wan says something like, 
thank you. And Anakin's like, just go. And like Ooh. something, so he's angry at him, yep. but he uses that final thing to save Obi-Wan. Mm. And then like, you know, takes it, it, it takes it on himself. And then like, it's like dug up by Palpatine mm. and is like brought back, like resuscitated and is brought to life. And wow. Obi-Wan like catches wind of this, that like they found the body of Anakin Skywalker and he's now Darth Vader. So that almost kind of plays into Darth Vader. The man who was your father was uh, killed by Darth Vader. That like, you know, it was that hate that overcame him still, uh, yeah, but like he that. was still a good man on the inside. So that way we've got that. You can almost say from a certain point of view, yeah. Darth Vader did kill your father. See already right there. That adds so much more complexity to the character and the relationship between those characters. Uh-huh. That's the problem. You want these prequels to elevate the story, the characters you know before. You want you want their relationships to be deepened. Yeah. Uh, and and so your connections to them deepen, and it it cheapens everything because it it turns into like just biblical prophecies. Uh-huh. Why did uh, Darth Vader get named Darth Vader? Well, because that's that's what it was named. Exactly. Because that's what that's the way prophecy was written. Why did why did uh, you know Obi Wan leave? Well, and that's it, what happened. And it would have been cool if he picked his own name. That like. It, right. To him, that like his his a, the wheel his of wife, Well, no, that, that, Spin his, the wheel of that his wife died in childbirth, and so his children are dead. So he calls himself the Dark Father, Darth Vader. I uh, see. Like that would have been neat. Like that that's I am the father. Joke. I'm the father of dead children. Like I am Darth Vader. Oh shit, that's dark. But but like that's yeah, dark. And Darth Darth Vader. I am the like and that that is dark though. And so. When he realizes that he's uh, he is his he, that his children are still alive, mm-hmm. in in a way symbolically, Darth Vader starts to disappear. He's no longer because he his children live they live on, and it's like, well, wait a minute, I don't have to be this person. I don't have to carry this mantle. Mm. And and I know I'm thinking way too no, deep on stuff. No, that's great like this. though, man. So that's, also would have loved to know why they were named Luke and Leia. <laughs> and again, like the, she, she pops him out and like, oh Luke, Luke, oh Leia, Leia. oh wow, you uh, had those chambered already. <laughs> it's a good thing there wasn't a third kid. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere on the cutting room floor, there's like a, a scene of her and Annie flipping through baby name books. <laughs> Maybe that's what he was looking at when he's looking at his little PSP. <laughs> Could, but you know, you joke. That would have been a nice scene to have in this movie. Yeah, I would have bought would that have, more. It would have added some humanity to these characters. They would have been more than just cardboard cutouts. Uh, and instead, yeah, no, we we get weakness. Really quick, I realized that I started talking about something. There's no later. really quick. Yeah, I know, no, but really, I, I, I mentioned that if you would have told me five years ago that we we're going to have episode seven, eight, nine, I would have believed you. I thought we were done with Star Wars movies. Now that we have them, anything is possible. We have these anthology movies coming. Uh-huh. So, gosh, it's a horrible thought. But what if George Lucas dies in the next ten years, and somebody's <laughs> like, hey, uh, hey, now that he's. <laughs> and um, instead, they're holding up Lucas's head. He's, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but what if somebody wanted to remake episodes one, two, and three? Uh, There's still hope out there. A new hope. I would do that. Yeah. Well, we've done it before. I've, yeah. Are we recast? You told me that you didn't recast. No, no, this. we're we're not recasting. Oh, okay. But I'm literally <laughs> I'm talking like, about like what's to stop? Nothing. No. Now that it's it's Disney owned. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. It doesn't matter. George Lucas could still be alive, and someone could decide they want to remake it. All right. The that, mouse could decide. That'll be my next Kickstarter. Yeah. Re- let's redo let's episodes re- one, two, and three. Redo episodes one, two, and three. God, that would that. be so good. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Ultimately, what did Revenge of the Sith do right? Oh, I have this here. Uh, the visual effects. I think yeah. The visual effects kind of uh, were at their pinnacle of this trilogy. Uh-huh. Um, it, it looks great, and that's one of the 
few pleasures that you can derive from watching this movie. You, mean, you even talked about the lightsaber battle being uh, um, boring of parts, uh-huh. but still great to look at. Yeah. Fantastic effects. How about you? Uh, I agree that the, fe- the effects look good. Uh, what I think this movie did right were those few moments that I talked about earlier. Yeah. The, the the moments where we let the subtext tell the story mm-hmm. and didn't just hit the audience over the head. And I think, you know, whether that was Lucas's idea or not, whoever made that call, good job. Because that's yeah. the only thing, in my opinion, that this movie did right. Yeah, I agree with you. Like uh, I said, I like that Darth Plagueis uh, uh, monologue uh-huh. where he kind of tells the backstory. Yeah. Uh, what did this movie do wrong? Um, for me, I mean, there's lots of things you could point to. We've We've... We've picked them apart before, but this movie had to do one thing. It had one job, Sith, Revenge <laughs> of the Sith, and that's to answer these questions that we've been leading up to that yeah. you, ha- you haven't answered in the last two. You got one more chance to do it, and it fucking punted, man. Like yeah. we, we, don't, we don't have any satisfying answers to why any of the things that propel the next three movies happened, yeah. and it's so frustrating. I, I, I don't know what could, what could, how could this have failed higher? Uh, man... I don't know. It's so weird to have a movie that's like Star Wars canon that, or at least this whole series of movies, where you're like, wow, uh, I prefer the Ewok made-for-TV movies like over <laughs> at least two of these. So that's that's pretty rough. That's You've, you've totally missed the mark on mm-hmm. the, on this. Um, what I think that this movie did, the, did wrong is... And the thing is, unfortunately, what it did wrong stands on the shoulders of what it did wrong the last two movies. Yeah. Is the directing, the writing. That, like, that never improved throughout the course of these three movies. The writing and the directing was consistently shit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, you've got performers in this movie that are good actors. All-star cast. They're really good. Even Hayden Christensen, I say this every time we've done... Well, every time. I I said this about episode two, and I say this here. You know, if you were to watch this movie with Kevin Kline and Hayden Christensen called Life is a House, fucking great. Like, amazing. Really touching performances. Hayden Christensen can act. He just needs to be in the right project uh, and directed by an actual director. Mm -hmm. But he's not great, <laughs> but he's nope. he's okay. But he's surrounded by these amazing performers, mm-hmm. and it just it falls flat. And there's no excuse to, for it to be that that bad from a performance standpoint. Even Ian McDermott, which I, I always thought was very strong in this entire trilogy, uh-huh. has some weak moments here. Yeah, he where does. I guess he's phoning it in too, but or, yeah. or just going over the top. wasn't directed well when he's finally turning and he's and got he, mace window. And he and he's becomes like, like constipated. Power. He just becomes constipated. Yeah, he's making fun. The force <laughs> is going to... Oh, that's much better. I'm sorry, Anakin. <sighs> Fiber. Uh, so, okay, if you have any thoughts, because we're not going to recast no. this. Uh, we've already recast the last two, yep. and I think no I, st- I stuck with basically all of the, the performers I had before. Yep. Uh, if you have any thoughts about this movie or thoughts about what we've had to say about it, you can go ahead and write us on Facebook. Just go to Facebook in the search bar, put in the editing bay, find the woman with the bleeding eyes. That's us. That's where you can talk back to us. Not only tell us what you thought about this movie, what you thought about the series, uh, what you thought about our opinions, but you can also suggest movies uh, that you'd like us to talk about. And... Um, and and you can also check it. Out. I think you're going to be doing the uh, the nominees for the Eddies. We do. We have the Eddie Awards coming up in a few weeks here. And you again, the listener will be able to vote on the winners of this year's. We have a dozen or so categories. Um, they may be up. That website may be up by the time uh, this podcast drops, but uh, probably not. But it'll be later this week. It'll definitely be um, by the time Star Wars comes out. So uh, if you're hearing this, go see Star Wars. 
And then uh, go to editingbay.com. That is our website. We're going to be revamping it for the Eddie Awards this year. Uh, again, um, this will be your chance to have your voice heard. Uh, tell us what the worst recast was, best recast, worst movie we talked about this year. We have some other fun categories. Um, so we have some musical moments, and so that's always a big, uh, a big. I say always. This will be the second annual. I mean, I mean, it's consistent though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, we're we're one for one so far. Uh, so keep an eye on editingbay.com, and while you're at it. Why don't you follow us on Twitter? Uh, that's uh, when it finally goes live. You'll find out on Twitter if you follow our handle at the Editing Bay. Uh, follow us there. You can also follow uh, uh, at George's Goiter. This would be an appropriate time to do that. Maybe we'll I know. Maybe I should put something on. Resurrect that, that for the uh, Force Awakens hey premiere guys. coming up this week. Um, but yeah, we also have links to our uh, social networks. We have Facebook there. Uh, we have a uh, merchandise page where right now you can buy one thing. Soon we'll be adding more in 2016. But uh, mm-hmm. you want to support the show, you can buy a little uh, Editing Bay t-shirt there. And I think, Joe, you, you know, you're about to say yeah, what I'm every, thinking, right? Yeah, everybody who buys a shirt, an Editing Bay shirt in the month of December, uh, you're entered into a drawing for the signed Sean Astin uh, 8x10, I think pretty is cool. what it is. Yeah, it's pretty neat. He's uh, He is uh, Sam Gamgee from Lord of the Rings. Uh, that's uh, that's Sean Astin from, <laughs> from Encino Man and the Goonies. From Goonies, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so if you uh, if you get us on your Apple device, it would be awesome if you gave us a review and a rating. All you have to do is go to the podcast app and uh, put in Next Wave Radio in the search bar, and that'll bring up all of our shows. And obviously, you go to Editing Bay, tap on that, and then tap, you know, review, give us a five-star rating, and, uh, and put a review down for us because we'd really enjoy that. That helps us get sponsors, uh, especially, you know, moving forward in the future with our, uh, our partnerships with uh, Grumpy Old Fans. Yeah. Uh, that's going to help out a lot. And then when you're done sending us some love, you can also show some love to the rest of the shows on the Next Wave Radio Network. Right. MVP, Mike, uh, uh, what is it, M- Most Valuable Podcast uh, with Matthew and Danny talking about sports and my comic life yeah. with Jeff and... And Sam every week talking about uh, everything nerdy and nerd culture. And uh, what are you guys talking about this week? I don't know. I forgot to look it up during the. You know, <laughs> and I was trying to think of like stuff that was kind of big in nerd news right now. And maybe Star Wars. You gonna talk about some Star Wars <laughs> stuff? Uh, I heard. I heard they got something going on. <laughs> hey, do you guys? Um, do you guys talk video games at all? Uh, not really. Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. I I, I talk video games. Do, are I you, speak were you? Were you a fan of uh, Final Fantasy? The Final uh, Fantasy games? W- is, yes, some... I, I like the ones that I actually got to play. Which, and not, Did you ever play Final Fantasy not VII? Not the movies that I had to watch. Final Fantasy VII? A, oh, yeah, that's the best one. Yeah, oh, I like six the most. No, really? Uh, but oh, of course did you, you do. Okay, so do you see the uh, the news about Final Fantasy VII getting the remake? I did hear about and that. And that it's going to be released episodically? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because in order to remake oh. it all, they're like, well, we can not we can get it out to you sooner uh, if we re- if we release it episodically, mm, I don't buy that. I don't. I, I won't buy that. Uh, <laughs> I've already bought this game on three different platforms <laughs> in the past. Uh, I am not about to because I know this story. I'm not about to buy your fucking game mm. in an episodic format. So now, instead of paying you fucking like thirty, forty bucks for your game, I'm going to be paying you like twenty bucks every two months for the episodes. Fuck that. Wow. Uh, and milking that cow, man. Yeah, right? And so I didn't know if they talked about video game stuff, and I was going to try to get their take on no, it. No, we just did. Uh, all right, so there's my comic life with Jeff and Sam. Sh- uh, show them some love on the podcast app as well. If you don't have an Apple device, uh, you have an Android. Uh, that's cool. Get yourself the Podcast Addict or Podcast Republic apps, and you can find us in the iTunes library using that as well. Um, all right, so next week we've got uh, we got a couple of choices that we could do. Oh, yeah? Um we can either do, because it's leading into Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, we could either do Small Soldiers, 
Not to be mistaken for, for toy soldiers, soldiers that we've done earlier this year. Even though they should be interchanged, those or, names. Or hmm. do you want to just talk The Force Awakens? Are you letting me pick? Well, of those two. Okay. Do you want to watch the for- do you want to just talk about the Force Awakens? Joe, I feel like we should do both. A spoiler filled. You want to do both? I feel like we should do both cuz I f- it's not fair to the listeners to uh to to do a Force Awakens episode that they can't listen to. What if they haven't seen it? My brother has already said he's not going he's going to wait for the fervor to die down. Uh-huh. He's going to give it a few weeks to see what the review is. Cool. Jeff's nodding his head over here. A lot of people are going to be doing that. Uh and if we only do exclusive Awakens uh, talk next week. See how I shorten it now? So we'll do... It's like yeah, Curb. Yeah. You watch Curb? Have you seen Awakens yet? <laughs> I'm going to just call it Ken's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So so we'll do Small Soldiers. Okay. And then we'll we'll trail it off at the end with uh, some Force Awakens spoiler yeah. talk. Yeah. Maybe we'll just do that tune out at this point if you don't want to hear any That spoilers. sounds good. We'll make one episode out of it. All right. So that's what we're going to do next week. Small Soldiers. Nice. Um, I don't know if that's on any streaming sites. Wow. Unbelievable. I've got it on disc, though. Oh, good. I don't think it's has a Blu-ray release, <laughs> so it's not going to be high def. This is not boating well. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we'll go ahead and we'll do that, and then we'll talk about The Force Awakens. Guys, Ooh. have a safe week. Have a good weekend. May the Force be with you, and we'll see you on Monday. <laughs>